Hi, I'm Tom Marks with the Marks Law Firm in Orlando, Florida, and welcome back to the Healthy Family Law Attorney. So we're talking about relocation, and I've done two prior videos, one on what needs to be in the petition for relocation, so those seven factors that you have to allege for the court. And then the second video was what factors you have to present in the way of evidence or proof to the court to prove uh, enough so that the court can make a decision either one, to allow the relocation or to agree with a, a non-relocating parent who's objecting and not allow the relocation. So each one of these factors is hugely important. Last time I dealt with subfactors A through E. So today I'm gonna to just look at subfactors F through K. So let's look at subfactor F. It says the reasons each parent or other person is seeking or opposing the relocation. All right, so this is kind of a catch-all phrase. We've already talked about a lot of specifics in the prior video about essentially whether this is in the best interest of the minor child. I probably need to emphasize here, it's not as much about the parents as it is about the child or minor children. It is about the parents to the extent they're, they're either going to improve or not the quality of life of the minor child or children. So again, does the relocation from the prior subfactors enhance the minor child's well-being life physically, educationally, emotionally, psychologically, in all those respects? And here it's this catch-all again that says, what are the reasons the relocating parent wants to relocate? Is it about the best interest of the minor child? I would say focus on that. How does it enhance the minor child's uh, well-being, they improve their life? Are they gonna be uh, closer to extended family members? get a better education, better school district, you have a better uh, job opportunity that's gonna provide physically more uh, for the minor child or children. Or if you're the objecting parent, can you show that you can provide a better environment and improved um, welfare of the minor children by them staying in their current location? Are there extended family members here? Do you have a better job than the relocating parent? Are there better educational opportunities? So this um, is a factor that's kind of catch together all of the uh, preceding factors so far. Let's check out uh, subparagraph G. This says the current employment and economic circumstances of each parent or other person, and whether the proposed relocation is necessary to improve the economic circumstances of the parent or other person seeking relocation of the minor child. Okay, so this factor is all about employment and economic circumstances. If you're the parent requesting to relocate, then you better have a job opportunity in the new location that's better than what you have currently because this factor is going to say well what's 
better about where you're relocating. You have a good job. It's sufficient to take care of the welfare of the minor child or children. So there's no need to relocate. Now, if you have a, a low paying job in say the Orlando area and you can relocate to somewhere in let's say Dallas or Fort Worth or San Antonio, I'm just picking on Texas for the moment, um, that can pay you substantially more, um, that the quality of life will be substantially better, then yes, that's a factor in favor. So the non-relocating parent is gonna say, they earn enough to take care of the minor children. Their job is quality job. It allows them the time they need to take care of the minor children. It also has room for advancement and increased uh, salary. Um, this statute though, this subsection tends to focus on the relocating parent, but I still think it's important for the non-relocating parent to talk about the economic circumstances that they're gonna be able to provide for the minor children. Okay, let's move on. Let's look at sub-factor H. That the relocation is sought in good faith and to the extent to which the objecting parent has fulfilled his or her financial obligations to the parent or other person seeking relocation, including child support, spousal support, and marital property and marital debt obligations. Okay, so this sub-factor really focuses on the objecting parent. Are they objecting in good faith? Have they consistently paid their child support, their alimony, their marital obligations or debt? Just to explain, marital obligations or marital debt means what you are required to do in the equitable distribution of the marital estate. So in other words, like if you were take on credit card debt that uh, let's say you were supposed to pay your half, but you never did, or that you were supposed to transfer over some financial assets from let's say a brokerage account or a money market or a bank account and you didn't, that's gonna um, be a factor heavily weighed against you and maybe a deal killer for the court. Because if you didn't comply with those before the relocation, you're certainly not gonna comply with them after. So make sure you're the good guy wearing the white hat, good gal, whatever, and you're riding in on the white horse, you've done everything that you've been required to do under the circumstances. And the court looks at it and says, okay, they're doing this, requesting a relocation in good faith or objecting to a relocation in good faith. That can help you substantially. Okay, so let's look at sub-factor I here. This is an interesting one. Let's look at it. The career and other opportunities available to the objecting parent or other person if the relocation occurs. So this is looking at whether the objecting parent or the non-relocating parent might have um, career or other opportunities in the new jurisdiction. So let's say um, the relocating parent is requesting to move to Atlanta and the objecting parent has a better job opportunity in Atlanta than they do in Orlando. So this is a, a key strategic 
uh, pointer for a relocating parent. They should actually look at what job opportunities are available to the non-relocating parent in the new jurisdiction. Now, this may seem strange, but the relocating parent can hire a VRE, which is a vocational rehabilitative expert to assess the non-relocating parent. So they would sit them for an evaluation, their skill set, look at their uh, past education, past um, employment, and then they would go into a large database and it could be out of the jurisdiction like Atlanta and see, okay, here are all these jobs that are available and then look at the qualifications for the non-relocating parent to see if they qualify for the jobs in Atlanta and if they're at, at a, a higher pay um, than they would get here in Orlando. That can be highly persuasive to the court. The court then says, okay, so actually both parents have a better economic opportunities in the relocation jurisdiction. And so there's really nothing prohibiting the relocation, considering all of the other factors also. So that's a key strategic point for the relocating parent to pay for a VRE to assess the non-relocating parent. Okay, so let's look at subparagraph J. It says, a history of substance abuse or domestic violence as defined under the statutes, which meets the criteria of it's referencing another statute um, by either parent, including a consideration of the severity of such conduct and the failure or success of any attempts at rehabilitation. Okay, substance abuse domestic violence, either parent. So if the relocating parent has a history of either of those and has not sought treatment and there's no rehabilitation that they can show the court, that's gonna weigh heavily against the relocation. Same thing for the non-relocating parent. If they have a history of substance abuse or domestic violence and they have not shown any efforts at rehabilitation, then that will weigh heavily against them in the relocation case. So I should say that domestic violence against one spouse is considered detrimental to the minor children by itself. And the severity of it's really important too not to minimize any domestic violence, all of it is bad, all of it is unlawful, all of it is subject to sanction by the court. If there is domestic violence with great bodily harm, then that would weigh more heavily in the court's mind. If there's been an arrest and a conviction of one of the parents or other person involved in this relocation case, then that will weigh very heavily either for or against the relocation, depending on which parent uh, has been convicted. And that is admissible in, in this case. The final factor under the statute, subparagraph K, let's look at that. Any other factor affecting the best interest of the child or as set forth in 61.13. 
All right, this is uh, the big catch-all phrase at the end. Any other factor that the court needs to consider or should consider in a relocation case. And it refers to best interest of the minor child, which I think is kind of inherent in all of the other factors. And uh, the parent and legal counsel should keep that at the forefront of their thoughts. What is in the best interest of the minor child or children here? And also, this statute refers us back to uh, 61.13. And again, I've done a four-part series on that statute, those 20 factors that the court has to consider A through T of that 61.13 in a custody case. Those are cases involved in a paternity or a dissolution of marriage where the parties are not relocating but they're fighting over custody and the court has to make a custody or time-sharing determination for a parenting plan. Okay, so those are the 11 factors that court must take into consideration in a relocation case, just like the 20 factors the court must take into consideration in a time-sharing case. I hope this has been helpful. It may have created more questions if that is the case, then just let me know. Leave a comment below. I'd be happy to hear from you. Happy to hear any other questions you may have for potential videos in the future. Uh, please hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit that bell icon, and keep watching these videos and let me know what you'd like to see. And I will see you next time. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.